Welcome to the Encompassing Podcast, a show where two lifelong friends talk about things that lifelong friends talk about. I'm Barrett, and this is Pearson, and we are on episode eight. I don't even know at this point. I think, I think eight, it's nine. I think it's eight. I think it's eight. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's been a while. Um, uh, I'm fun. How you been? What's uh, up? I've been good. I had a I had a buddy that that's watching through the podcast right now and giving me all of his uh all of his opinions on on things ethan yeah <laughs> dude me same um he, he just texted me and said panda express is not expensive <laughs> and i said you must not be poor like me he said okay. he said you can get a box a, ch- a box of chinese food for two people for 13 something dollars two people said, this is this is the text dude it's chinese food you can get a box combo and feed two people at 1341 yeah two people for 13 dollars barrett that's pretty dang good now i'm not saying the box combo can feed 1340 i've yet to make it to panda express i'm super but excited about it though I'm, I, it's kind of building up I my mind i assure you i assure you the box combo does not feed two people it doesn't it barely feeds me um and my girlfriend my girlfriend will eat it and then she'll eat leftovers but it's not going to feed well, two I people looked, i looked a lot like you're getting like a protein and you get like whatever you're going with it and it's going to cost like 11 12 bucks a person which isn't bad but nevertheless nevertheless he's not the only one you realize i've had like three or four people text me after listening to the podcast and be like panda express is not expensive panda express is not expensive panda express is all not right expensive. i will text all of them and tell them to buy me some panda express if it's not expensive well they're all listening over, uh, hopefully this week so yeah but. over over Wendy's, McDonald's, like Wendy's, no other person does the $5 yes, biggie it's... bag. $5. $5 biggie bag, you get. And, and again, Ooh, I've not had Panda Express yet, but I do. I The $5 biggie bag tastes like $5. It tastes amazing. I don't amazing? I, I love the $5. Amazing? Yes. It's Wendy's. Have Wendy's you eaten great. anything else except for fast food in your life? Yeah. So you know there's at your amazing, 13th birthday party. I, there's That's amazing the only time. food. <laughs> That's the only time I've ever passed food. Uh, there's amazing food out there, and it's not found in a five dollar biggie bag. It, my opinion on fast food is not that it is usually not that it tastes like garbage. No, I like fast food. I I I think it's good food. Um, are you it's saying it's amazing food. on a or it's amazing on a fast food scale? Yeah, on a fast food. See, like obviously, if I we went see. to, if we went to some fancy restaurant or even went to like Olive Garden, obviously the food is going to be more like, it, it's going to be better food. But like for a fast food standpoint, mm. uh, no Longhorn Steakhouse kind of stuff. Like, yeah. you know. Other than that, though, I went to KFC yesterday for the first time yeah. in years. Is it bad or good? It's great. <laughs> I feel like I disrespected KFC. That's it all right. was a little, I mean, it was a little more expensive than like McDonald's. Like me and my girlfriend ate for about 24 bucks, which you might say is not, you might say that's what you were saying expensive. Panda Express would cost. If which is both. expensive, which is it. McDonald's, we eat for 12 bucks. What are y'all eating Wendy's. at McDonald's? For, no, no. You're not getting past this. My girlfriend goes and spends 10 or 11 bucks at McDonald's, and she's getting like a Big Mac and fries and a drink. 
and I feel like it's $10. I could be wrong. I mean, I don't. Uh, it's about $10. Yeah. So how are you and your girlfriend only eating for 11 or 12? Big Mac, large fry, large drink. Just, she gets a okay. large drink and either a Happy Meal or a McDouble, and then we share the large fry. So that's about share, 12. But then when you go to Panda, to $14. But then when you go to Panda, which again, never been, you're having to get your own, you're getting a whole box combo for yourself. So you, it's a little unfair to share at one restaurant and then say, but it's cheaper. <laughs> we can share at Panda Express. Of course, we could order a box, but we're not going to have as much food and be as filled up as, you know, as if we both went to McDonald's or both got a $5 biggie bag. It, it's just different. It's Maybe. different. Anyways, back to KFC. <laughs> KFC. I was sitting there and I was like, Gracie, I haven't eaten KFC in years. But I think I don't know if we mentioned it on the podcast. It was in our list. And and I was like, I need to see, I need to re-up on some of these things that you know that we were talking about. So I need to re-up. Okay. So I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go to KFC. And, and my girlfriend, we always joke that she loves old people food and, uh, which is like just old Southern people food, like mashed potatoes, fried chicken, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. She loves that kind of cooking. Um, <clears throat> and I was going to take her to, uh, to a place down the road and it, she was like, I don't, I feel like they'll judge me in there. Cause she has like tattoos and piercings and stuff like that. Um, and she often gets like like judged and harassed by people around here but uh anyways she was like i feel like they're gonna judge me in there if i go in there so i was like okay whatever we'll go to kfc everybody's loving at kfc can't do it and so we went to kfc i ordered me like a chicken basket they got my order wrong at first but they did they fixed it very very quickly um so i got some chicken i got some mashed potatoes and gravy Never had gravy, by the way, um, until then, uh, because I, I meat sauce sounds a little yeah. weird in my yeah. head. So I never had gravy. Um, so I got chicken, uh, mashed potatoes and gravy and the French fries. So I was eating the French fries. And those French fries are great. Those they have really, really good French fries, which I never remembered of them. Um, and then. Yeah, I got to the mashed potatoes. They tasted like mashed potatoes. The gravy, like, did a little bit of my first time having gravy. But, you know, I tried them separately, and then I tried them together. So, I I like the mashed potatoes. And then the chicken is the best part because I usually don't like chicken where I have to, like, tear it and rip it apart with my hands. It feels, like, barbaric when I do that. So, I don't really like to eat chicken like that. Like, if you could just, like, already have it off the Like, I don't want to have to dig into it. But it was really, really good chicken. And then afterwards, I was like, and like started licking my fingers. And Gracie was like, it's finger licking good. And I was like, (laughs) oh, my gosh, it is. And so I was I was fairly impressed by KFC. And I just want to give them a shout out because it's better than I than I thought than I last remembered it being. Um, So. I like I haven't been to kfc in a while i'm surprised that like and, and i know I, i'm gonna back up something you said i'm surprised that like grace is getting judged for like tattoos and piercing and stuff because 
I, it, I have a hard time going in anywhere where we live and one of the waiters or waitresses is not have a tattoo or a piercing or something. It's not the same type as hers. I mean, these are these are people from the trailer park, but nothing against trailer parks. I lived in a trailer at the beginning of my life, but it, it, it's not like she sticks out. I, it depends on where we are. Is it's it perception? Of, well, we have, like, she... She has like she'll be wearing like you know a crop top and some leggings or whatever, and then mm. she has all her tattoos out. She has this big tattoo on her on her stomach, and she has so like she's not wearing a she's not hair. wearing a Daytona Speedway shirt. Right, and... right. She's got she's got black <laughs> black and white streak dyed hair. Yeah, uh, she's usually wearing like makeup, and you know all the time we'll go into places and like these old men and women will look at her and just be like. Mm-mm-mm. like come on like oh. it's not that big of a deal and I've usually seen, uh, like i've I just seen a look i've seen weirder people to be honest with you working at these fast food restaurants that you'd be going to waffle house nearby <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> that they all eat at that they all eat at. dude i've had, I had the weirdest i don't want to say i'm not going to tell you the story right now that Oh, I'll tell you the story. Who gives a crap? I, I went to Waffle House. Oh, no, you were there. Were you there when we went? And there was like, was it Christmas Day when the three people came in um, in yoga pants? I was believe so. What, like, I, I think I was serving you guys. You might have been. I think you're right. Because I used to work at Waffle House for 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 a while. But, uh, yeah. It was like, I, I think it was. It was the, Christmas Eve. I think that was the no. That was the year that you, me, Hayden, and Drew loaded up and went to go eat your mom bottled water. Yeah, and we ate at Waffle House because it was Christmas Day, and that's the only thing that's open at Christmas Day at eleven o'clock at night. It was Christmas Day, and we literally like we drove past so many restaurants, being like, "Nothing's open. Nothing's open." Y'all wanted McDonald's, and we thought McDonald's would at least be open. Nope. Waffle House is the only thing that's open. They have a. uh, It's always open, man. You know the government has a Waffle House index. Like it, it, I don't know if you've heard of this, but there's a there's an index where it says like, if the Waffle House is open, and it's and it's storming or whatever outside, you're good. You know, you probably (laughs) Waffle House leave. If Waffle House goes into its limited menu because they have like a. They'll like all the power goes out and then they'll do like they can fire up everything and still cook during like I, I was there one time during like a tornado and that Waffle House is on top of a hill. Yeah. Um. So but no, not even a not even a bat of an eye. You know, we were still working. Um. But yeah. So what if they're serving up their their limited menu, you're in the yellow and you probably need to get in a safe space. Yeah. Or or maybe evacuate the area. If the Waffle House is closed, get out <laughs> You're now. in trouble. Yeah. If the Waffle House is not there, neither are you. <laughs> so that yeah. that's kind of the Waffle House index. I, I, I had heard something about, I didn't know it was called the Waffle House index, but I had heard that before. But yeah, Ethan was texting me about Panda. And then he was texting me about, he, he had a lot of opinions about our goat. Uh, I knew bracket. he did. Um, he 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 was a little bit more forgiving about Simone going past Michael Phelps than you were. 
he un- he agreed with you, but he was more forgiving. And so I just wanted to point that out. I think he said Tom Brady should have won it, though. I had asked him when when we were doing this uh, after we had done it, and I, I went into this to like an Xbox party chat, and I was like, "Hey, like, so who do you guys think is the goat of all sports?" Mm-hmm. And he was like, "Oh, Tom Brady." And I was like, "Why?" He's like, "He's the best." And like, and I was talking about. I said, "We said it's Wayne Gretzky." And he was like, but the time that Wayne Gretzky played in. It don't matter. Um, yeah, no, it doesn't matter. Because then you would also have to discount, like, Michael Jordan. Yeah. And, like, the well, time that he played in. Yeah, you're getting some weird stuff. Also, Michael Phelps is freaking superhuman with Marfan syndrome. So, yeah, anyways. He was, he was created that way. Did you get the chance to watch that uh, the videos that the Memphis Police Department released? Tyree yeah, after you, after you sent it sent it to me, I scrolled through them a little bit. Uh, I, I didn't watch the whole thing because I was kind of like multitasking, but I looked through them. Uh, it's awful. It's terrible, Bad. and I understand why why the chief of Memphis police said it was yeah, a, you know, said it was against human nature or something like that. Yeah, I you know because I just thought like when we talked about it last week, I was like I was like that's just a, that's a good response. Like we don't normally see that. Well now come to find out that's the only possible response you could have to after watching that video is hey, it's just wow I, that's awful talking to talking to two cop friends i have they were like that's terrible like and, and you know we live we live in podunk alabama and you know i've heard stories right. about like they'll get people to talk or do what they want to do um you know they'll turn whatever cameras off or whatever is necessary but right. i'm like and when y'all say that, this is not what you're talking about. They're like, no, that that crap was horrific. It's yeah, no, it was it was awful. And like, you know, avoiding going into the the gory details. That's just, oh, yeah. you know, but it, it was bad. And when you see it, you understand the the human cruelty um, a little bit. Uh, there's a <clears throat> there's this anime that I watch, Hunter Hunter. Uh it's it's great, by the way, uh, and uh, n- near the end you have this super strong human, like like the strongest to ever live or whatever, and he's fighting against this like mutant creature. Uh, to avoid spoilers, this mutant creature, who up to this point has just decimated everything in his path, and as the as the the strong guy dies you know he he dies there and he goes oh creature you have no idea how evil the human race can be or you have no idea of the limit of humanity's limitless potential for malice as he kills himself and detonates a bomb inside of him to kill the creature as well and like i for some reason that 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 clip has been popping up into my head recently just like we really don't even know the depths of our own human cruelty and malice and hate it's something that no other creatures have that we have ever observed is is malice it it yeah i'm i don't know i can't say it much better but yeah it was it was the it was a display of probably the lowest of the low um, as far as humans treating other humans the way they do, um, 
But yeah. Right. Uh, golly. What else was there? I was going to tell you something else. That I was, oh, Tom Brady. Right. Tom yeah. Brady retired, supposedly. Suppos- I mean, he did say he, he retired last year. On the exact same day. Really? Was, I didn't know it was, it was on the exact same day. It was February 1st of 2021 when he supposedly retired the first time. Oh, 2022. My bad. Um, and here he is on February 1st of 2023. And uh, Tom Brady is retired. And so we get to see all the cool Tom Brady graphics again. My favorite Tom Brady graphic is that Tom Brady has three Hall of Fame careers. Like in his 20s. I don't know if you did you see this? They break it down by his age. In his 20s, he was well, that one doesn't have the Super Bowls, but nevertheless, he uh was 70 and 24, threw for 21,000 yards, 147 pass touchdowns, and he won one two Super Bowls, two Super Bowls. In his 30s, he was 113 and 28, 40,000 yards, 309 passing touchdowns, and he won three Super Bowls and MVP or two MVPs. In his 40s, he was 68 and 30, 27,000 passing yards, 193 touchdowns, a Super Bowl, and an MVP. Like, you could give each of those people the Hall of Fame. Right. I mean, there's no doubt he'll be first ballot Hall of Fame, first pick, first. They they probably already made a statue. Yes. You know who else is going to be in that? It's going to be a cool Hall of Fame class. Tom Brady and J.J. Watt will also be a first ballot Hall of Famer that year because he just retired. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. J.J. Yep. Watt is good, too. I think I think there are other few people that have, have retired in the past few years that are going to get in. Uh, yeah. I think Drew Brees. Yeah, Drew Brees will make it a year before Brady. But, yeah, he'll, he'll have – I assume he'll be first ballot. I don't see how he couldn't be with the records he holds. I was trying to look at the list of – Records Tom Brady holds, it's like 35. Like it's like a long list, it felt like. That might be me exaggerating, but it was it was like type four font on the Instagram post and just listed them all the way down. Right. I, I was talking to this, I was talking to somebody about this uh, earlier, and I was like, I love the way that they do football records like during football games. Yeah. Where they're like, uh they're like, he's the first quarterback with divorced parents from <laughs> Iowa that that has ever thrown two touchdowns and pa- and rushed for exactly 79 yards in a game and yeah. like I'll be looking at those graphics that they made it's just hilarious there was another one about uh that that was like two years ago three years ago it was like Philip Rivers versus Joe Burrow or Philip Rivers versus somebody else and it was listing down like the attributes, and it had all of their like passing stats, receiving stats, and at the bottom it had children. Mm-hmm. And Joe Burrow obviously had zero, and Philip Rivers has nine. Yeah, it's, it's like, it was just a funny graphic. There is some. Um, most of his are pretty like what you would expect. Like they're just actually cool. Some of them are like that. You know, most games with 300 pass yards and zero interceptions. But then that one's cool. But the ones where you're talking about where they're like the first player with 250 passing yards and 50 rushing yards and only one interception with two passing touchdowns since right. Michael Vick. And it's like, dude, like, <laughs> stop. Right. I don't, um, yeah, I don't care about those stats. Uh, he did have some only player to win a title in three de- different decades, threw a pass touchdown to 96 different players. Threw a pass touchdown to 35 different players in the postseason. 
Right. Um, you know, most passing yards, most passing touchdowns, most pass attempts, most completions, most wins. Just, just I'm not going to list these. Like literally, it, it's he has it's more 30. Super Bowls than any other franchise. That's wild. He has more Super Bowls than any thing in the NFL has ever gotten in a hundred years. That's, That's insane. Yeah. Like, how do you, how does he do that? And I don't know. I was trying to see if there was a, uh, I thought there might've been a position player that I thought rivaled him at one point. Um, but I know there's no quarterbacks. So anyways, Barry Rice, maybe was was on a level like that no it yeah uh jerry rice wasn't it was uh the next highest person is charles haley who was a linebacker that's who i was thinking of because it was like two years ago that or like i say two years ago like five years ago i was seeing this that charles haley you were talking about super bowls yeah i misunderstood i thought you were talking about just the caliber of player talking Uh, about super bowl no yes Jerry Rice is up there. Ethan also told me that um, Tom Brady beat Jerry Rice, even though we said Tom, Jerry Rice wins. He had a lot of opinions. Uh, we'll invite him on one day because I, I I think he'll be fun. I told if, him that we had to. If, especially if we're doing like a sports bracket. Yeah, for sure. He's got to be involved. Um, speaking of the NFL, uh, had some fun championship games despite us uh, picking one wrong. Um you but, picked. I picked one. I picked two wrong. You picked one wrong. Yes, um, I, I was better I than you. Hope. I mean, we knew that, but I had hope. It. It was. It. Let's. Let's talk about the Chiefs and Bengals for a second. Can we? Can we want to talk about? Okay, let's talk about Chiefs and Bengals. <sighs> I. Oh, I'll be honest with you. Um, I was busy for the first three quarters of the game. I only watched the last quarter, and I thought the Bengals were going to pull it out on that last drive. I thought they got it. when they got the ball back. I was like they got it, and then they end up having to punt. Um, and then obviously, Kansas City was able to move in field goal range. Now, and we when we blame it on the people like to blame it on that last out of bounds hit, you know, by the Cincinnati linebacker on Mahomes that put him in field goal range. But you always got to remember if they had scored ten more points, then that wouldn't have mattered. Right. You know? uh- but I did see something. Did you know that uh, the referee that called most of those penalties, it was revealed that his son had bets on the game for the Chiefs to win? Did he know? I don't know. See, I mean, I, because, like, like, yes, okay, I see that that's like a, a blatant, like, you know, you can't do that. But also, it's not like – I mean, ask – but, I mean, asking put, him if he knew is like asking OJ if he murdered those well, people. Yeah, like, it's it's who knew what when and uh, who told who and all this. But also, like, just because you got money for the Kansas City Chiefs to win, those aren't great odds. It's not like you're gonna uh, you gotta you have to put down thousands and thousands to be able to make back a significant win. Um, because they were favored to win, right? Uh, and nevertheless, like that is that is something. Um, I didn't watch the entire. So apparently, the entire game was bad. Is that like the entire game was kind of skewed? It felt like. Yeah, it was. It was pretty bad. I watched the entire thing uh, in a group call with some of my friends, uh, and we were we were just really hoping for the Bengals to lose because we have a friend that's a Chiefs fan, and you he hoped the Bengals would win. 
we were hoping the Bengals would win, and it didn't go down like that. So even after they lost, we were like the Chiefs MVP, and then it like to send the pictures of referees and stuff like that. Yeah, just I know. Them. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it was it was an ugly game. Uh, it didn't look like the caliber of players that I know that they are. Um, it, it didn't. It looked like nobody was in the game, even though it was the biggest game that they had played thus far. I will. I will cl- clarify that statement. <laughs> uh, Chris Jones showed up. Yes, Chris Jones showed up to play. Um, he had like a. It, it was like some crazy number of pressures. And uh, he had, I know he had two sacks, but some crazy number of pressures. He he had a good game. Jones wanted um, to win bad, and he and he did exactly what he needed to do. I want to say that he had like twelve pressures and two sacks, which means like twenty five percent of the snaps he was there. Yeah, like that's, that's insane. Ri- that's ridiculous. That's every single like if you go first through fourth down. Or you, you go four plays. You got to go four plays to make a touchdown. Most of the time, he's there on every single drive. He's there at the quarterback. It, it, he had a good game. Um, obviously, the Chiefs win. They move on um, to play in. Is it Arizona? Yeah, it is Arizona. Did you see this? Um, how many? You know how many games Arizona won in Arizona this year? One. I have no clue. One. One. You know how many the Eagles and Kansas City Chiefs have won in Arizona this year? One because One. they both beat. The Cardinals at home. So whoever wins the Super Bowl will have more wins in Arizona this year than, than the Arizona. Cardinals. Yeah. That is that's a funny statistic. Uh I I do recall that I said that the Bengals would win by a last second field goal. And they did not do that, but the Chiefs did. You said they lost. No. Oh yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Because I said they would win like, a that, touchdown, and you. I said the it was a last-second field, last field goal. It was a last-second field goal. So you did have something. I know. had something right. Um, something right. And I said that transferring over. I said that the, the 49ers would win by two touchdowns, and that was just the saddest, most heartbreaking game I've ever had to see in my life. It's uh, it, watching Brock Purdy not being able to throw was sad. Um, I was starting to think that Brock Purdy, and I still hold that this could be the case. Brock could, Purdy could be our generation's Tom Brady, you know, bottom of the draft and ends up being this great quarterback. Now, I'm, am I saying he's, I am not, I am not saying he's going to win seven Super Bowls. I want to make that clear. I'm saying I, that he will. I'm not, I'm saying that, that he'll call. win. I'm saying that he'll win. Eight. You, you know who you remind me of? You remind me of Stephen A. Smith. You just throw a bunch of crap at the wall, and then when it sticks, you look like a genius. But if it doesn't, you were like, yeah, I mean, that was hyperbole. <laughs> it's so – it's the easiest way to make no, calls. It's I'll so it right risk-free. Here. I'll say it right here. Brock Purdy, given that he recovers all right from his UCL injury okay. – awful injury, by the way – will be a Hall of Famer. Okay. How many Super Bowls? Call it because you said seven, but I'll give you a chance to read. And there will be a we'll figure out a punishment when we're you know when we're fifty years old and he retires. Um, so uh, if 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 you're if you're you need to, I'll give you a margin of error of one. So on either side, so if you say three, if he wins two, three, or four, you're good. I'm saying I'm going to say four. 
I'm saying two. Okay, okay, okay. But he'll um, be a Hall of Famer, I think, absolutely, given that he recovers from his UCL injury all right. Actually, the more realistic number is to say zero. The only thing, the reason I think he's going to win two Super Bowls is because he's part of a good franchise right now that has a lot of talent around him. Um, and so we could see him win a Super Bowl in the next three years. And right. then all it would take is one more and he's at two. Um, he, he looks good. He looks good. So, and the 49ers have said, barring any like major regression, he's going to be their quarterback. Jimmy G is not going to be back with them, according to Shanahan. What a handsome man. What a hand. The best he is, quarterback in the league. I mean, he's the best looking athlete I've ever seen in my life. He's, he's so sexy for no reason. Uh, it's disturbing. Anyways, the Eagles 49ers game, the Eagles won 31 to seven. And I'll be honest with you. Like Brock Purdy went down early, first drive. Um, I don't know if they would have put up 31 points against that Phillies defense. I had this Philly conversation. Defense. I had this conversation. I said, I think 49ers win or go into overtime without the injury. And so 31 points is, is a lot to score. Yeah. 31 points is a lot to have been scored on you. But you do got to remember that with Brock Purdy being hurt and Josh Johnson being out there, the defense is tired. Yeah. I so mean, they I probably wouldn't have scored as much. And so we could we could take away like two touchdowns from from the 31. Two. Mm. See, now you're to just account throwing, for, you're just to account, account for the wrong. defense being out for the like being out for the majority of the game. So you're saying instead of scoring 31 points, they would have scored 17? I'll give it – I'll go to 20 – 24. So that's – 21 That's why to 24. I was so shocked. Like giving them one touchdown back, yes, I can say that. Like a one-touchdown swing. But I would say – I would argue it would be a one-touchdown swing and it would be 24 to 14 in the field – and. I keep wanting to say the Phillies because I'm a baseball guy. Um, and the Eagles still would have won. I think that they would have scored – I think that they would have scored at 17 to 28 points. Have you given the Philly – you know the Phillies defense is just as good as the 49ers defense, right? Yeah, I've never seen the Phillies play because I don't watch baseball, but <laughs> – Philadelphia. I'm pretty sure, sure I said. I'm pretty team. sure that time I said you know the Philly defense. Did I say Phillies? You said Phillies. Well, I'm not going to um, argue with you because I'm going to sound ridiculous if I didn't. It, you know the Eagles defense is just as good. Yeah, they're a great defense. I love Hassan Reddick. They have 50 especially. more sack. They had 50 more sacks in the regular season than the next highest team. Yeah, I think that's great. You think Brock Purdy was going to put up? Um, over 24 points against him? Absolutely. Wait. It was uh, close to close to yeah. 24. If the Eagles were at 24, then the then they would have to get at least a 24 to send to overtime. Yeah, I think that they I think that they would. So you think they would score over 24 points against the Eagles defense? 24 over. When I say your stuff back to you, you're like, I don't think so. And I'm like, that's exactly no, what no, you just no, said. No, no, no. You're not saying what I said back to me. You're inferring things on what I said. Anyway, you said if Brock Purdy was there, then they would have scored seven less points. So they're at 24. They're at 24. If you read the record, if you read the record, you will see 
What that I say? said, I think that the 49ers mm-hmm. would have scored, what did I say, 17 to 28 points. I, w- I gave them uh, a, I gave you What you said was, like, I'm talking about this, this episode, you said if Brock Purdy was in the game, and you told someone else this, that they would have won or went to overtime at least, right? I think that they would have, yes. And you said that if Brock Purdy was in the game, the San Francisco 49ers defense would be less tired. And so that takes away at least one touchdown from the Eagles, which puts them at 24, which descended to overtime means you have to score 24. And to win it, you you don't have to be so, you don't have to be so, you don't have to be so specific about it. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a Jedi master. No, no, no. I'm not a Jedi master. I'm not a Jedi master. I I know. I'll give it – I gave it a, a wide oval of what I think that it could have been, and I think that the 49ers would have tied and lost or come out on top. I'm I think just repeating I, back exactly what you said, and then you're like, that doesn't really sound right, so I'm going to change it. You didn't repeat back. If you had repeated back exactly what I've said, it would be different. Okay. But you didn't. I have you a were question. inferring. I have you a were question. inferring. Brock, okay, let's move if, on. If Brock Purdy had been in the game and the 49ers defense was not as tired, how many points would the Eagles have scored? They scored 31. How many points would they have scored? I don't know. I, I think they would have scored less for sure. One to two touchdowns less. Okay. All right. I said two touchdowns. You said one. No, one I to said two touchdowns. No, you less. said two, and I said, so you think they would have scored 17, and you're like, uh, maybe – I'd give them 24. That's exactly what happened. You go back and listen to this. I know you don't ever listen to this. You go back and you listen to exactly what you – listen to this argument. Listen to exactly what you said. We're going to move okay. on. Okay. But regardless, um, uh, you know, Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes. Sad game. Got Jalen, Hur- Jalen Hurts or Patrick Mahomes. Jalen Hurts or Patrick Mahomes. I think – Kelsey Bowl. <sighs> this is why I think the NFL is rigged. I I, I – I, Almost NFL's agree not with the, I almost agree with the script writing thing. It's they love not push, rigged. They love to push stuff like this. They love to push it. Um, you know what's wilder wait. than the NFL being rigged? Van. No, like, when you think about conspiracies, how, like, okay, you could take stuff like uh, when people have, when people are like, like, uh, I'm, sorry, I'm trying to think of, when you have, like, scandals and people are doing stuff behind the, behind scenes like the right. truth comes out and that's like three or four people imagine the thousands of thousand people operation that the nfl is that they would all have to be keeping a perfect secret and keeping it in line and playing exactly their part like that's i know it's I'm, hyperbole but i'm under how the, ridiculous it is i i am under the belief that there are some things in the nfl that are pushed to be a certain way i think that's foolish the, i i I really, I really do think this. I don't think that they, you know, I don't think that they schedule out the the Colts Broncos Thursday night primetime game no, where no team think, scores. But you think but they call I, refs at halftime and say the Chiefs need to win this game against the Bengals? I don't think they do it in that way, and I, I can't really tell what I think they would that they would do. But it, I feel like there's some collusion behind the scenes. The behind the scenes that sometimes it changes the outcome of games. Uh, I can't imagine. Th- Steven Pinker talks about this 
uh, I was listening to him some some podcast. It might have been Joe Rogan. It might have been a different one. Uh, but he's like, I can't imagine like three people being able to keep their mouth shut about a massive, con- you know, a, a big scandal conspiracy. So I don't know how thousands of people would do it. He's not talking. Now, now, let me clarify. Stephen Pinker was not talking about the NFL. He's talking about, you know, government conspiracies and stuff like that. But nevertheless, Stephen Pinker, by the way, yeah, I know you do. Pretty good that's, that's why I brought him up is um, because he has some authority with you. <laughs> Meaning, still, like, meaning, uh, like, you respect his opinion. You respect his opinion. No, nah, I mean, if he told me to do something, I'd have to do it. That's that's the authority. <laughs> that's, that's not um, what I meant by authority. You know what I mean. However, meant. however, Stephen Pinker. Authority. That that it, I do like Stephen Pinker, but uh, other than that, I feel like I feel like it's done a lot. Maybe not in government. I don't believe in like a shadow government that's controlling the world. Was the moon uh, landing real? Yeah, I think the moon landing was real. I think that I, I did see that I think that they some of those pictures that were released with the moon landing were were faked, not necessarily faked, but it out of context. It was taken out of context like it was like pictures that were made to be look like they were on the moon. I don't remember the exact thing, um, and I'm pretty sure it was on like somebody was talking about it on a Joe Rogan podcast. Or I don't know if it was. Neil deGrasse Tyson or somebody, but they were talking about, they were like, the moon landing was real, but some of the pictures were fake. Um, I think the moon landing was real. However, I don't believe in a shadow government. There are, there are some things that I do believe uh, happens behind the scenes. I'm not like our old substitute teacher. Uh, you remember who I'm talking about? Yeah. Uh, he was great. He told us about the Illuminati. Awesome. Yeah, that was the best way. And when we saw that we had him as a sub, we knew that we weren't doing any work because <laughs> somebody would be like, he'd be talking, trying to teach, and somebody would go, tell us about the Illuminati. And he would, <laughs> he would, he tell would us. take his shoes he off, tell us. he'd get up on tables. Yep. Like, he was passionate. Um, he, uh, The one thing I vividly remember about him is someone was – like holding a rubber band and like playing with it. And he's like, you better be careful. My mom was playing with a rubber band once and it snapped and popped her in the eye and she had to get a glass. eye. basically implied that the rubber band popped, hit her in the eye and like her eyeball was permanently messed up, which now that <laughs> couldn't happen. It just felt like a weird thing to tell sixth graders. He was, was great. He was our art. Oh, the first time we saw him as, as our art teacher, our art substitute. Oh, I, yeah. It would have been fourth grade that he was telling me that story. Cause it was art. Yeah. Fourth grade, it was an art substitute. And then he just threw out middle school and a little bit of high school. He substituted. I never saw him in high school. It might not have been high school, but it was eighth grade. I, I know it was oh, eighth yeah, grade. I remember that. High school, and, high school, we moved to the Al Capone <laughs> of subs. So. Oh, gosh. Didn't he get, okay, didn't he get uh, fired for like standing on a desk or something? Was that just like high school chatter? What? Yeah. I don't know what I don't know. I I have to assume that he was told not to come back anymore. There's no way that man made it throughout Sullivan for years, for five six years, and they no one eventually walked to the classroom was like, "What are you doing? What are you doing?" <laughs> I do have to say, like, he is my favorite sub. So I'm not like, he's one of my favorite subs of all time. So I'm not trash talking him here, but there was no way that he was entirely sober the entire time. <laughs> No, he was either on something or he was drinking something for sure. Mouthwash, whatever. In, in my opinion, in my uh, opinion, and yeah. in your opinion as well. 
you say it because if not, that's defamation. <laughs> okay. Um, well, not if I don't knowingly know and I don't know that he was sober. Um, yeah, but I I was I was under the impression that he was fired for for having paraphernalia. <laughs> that doesn't um, surprise me. Or or standing up on desk without his shoes on. And that was your that was your impression. That was not the I truth. I think one of those. I think that one of those was, uh, or at least in high school, I thought that that one of those was uh, was the big reason that he wasn't our substitute anymore. But I would love now that I'm I'm grown. I would love to have a conversation with him. Just sit down yeah. and yeah, because we only got like thirty minutes of Illuminati lesson, and he, he would never pick up where he left off. I don't think so, he know. I don't think he remember the day before i but i would hear like i know the entire beginning spiel about the rothschilds and the kennedys i know all of those by heart because he he started with that one he'd draw a pyramid yeah and then he'd be like rothschilds kennedys and something else um he would he was my favorite conspiracy theorist i the sub that was my favorite i only ever had him once and I can't remember his PT. Yeah, no, we had him a bunch. Okay, I only ever had him once, uh, and it was with with during our chemistry or biology. Um, did yeah. you take Did you take AP Chem with us? Uh, yes. It would have been pre AP Chem though, because we were in the same class when we were having him. Um, PT, he he told us about demons and angels and stuff. Oh, I remember that. But then the next year he was in. Um, the next year I was in, I was in with the same people, but you weren't in that class. Yeah. AP Kim, I, I had a class like seven. Yeah. I don't, I know you weren't in the class, but we had him again. Oh, I don't remember. And there's this, there's this picture that one of my buddies took and he sat, he sat in his chair and he sat back and just slowly over the course of the entire class, He's like in, he ended up he just fell asleep in class, um, and he, he like he posed somebody like sent me the picture and it was like PT woozing right now, and he because he looked like he was just out of it and then once the bell rang he just got up and he was like all right everybody turn your papers in can we do a bracket of our favorite substitute teachers that's not everyone's thing <laughs> but no. Yeah, I, I would do a substitute. bracket of our favorite substitute teachers because we had some like, ones over the years. We could, get, we could like that would be like a special. Yeah. Um, and then I think, you know, we start off the episode and just tell the backstory of all these substitute teachers, avoiding like personal like names and stuff well, like we that. We got nicknames for almost all. Of, you got knitting lady. We got yeah. Al Capone. I, I mean, I don't. I didn't you got my know mom. Al, your mom. I didn't ever know him as Al Capone, but but. Um, Willis was like, you know, he was definitely Al Capone, right? He was definitely the. I, we posted it in in our group chat. Yeah, I don't. Think I, he it was. was it was the name of our group chat for a while. Um, the man, the man was a former pastor that still ran five miles a day, supposedly, and just and looked like he was like loaded, like rich. Yeah. Did you get that impression? Like he had money. Uh, he was wearing gold Rolexes every day. Of <laughs> yeah, course, I got exactly. that impression. Okay. He, it was crazy. He was, he was, he was cool. So, he who do you think is going to win the like, Super Bowl? 
Uh, <laughs> Go ahead. Was, no, tell me. What did he used to tell y'all? What did he used to tell y'all? He used to just tell us about, like, we'd be like, hey, are you in the mafia? And, like, it sounded like old people joking, but he was like, I'm not not in the mafia. <laughs> like, he'd get all serious and stuff like that, and we were like, all right, I'm scared of this man. Anyways, well, but I do think that the Eagles won the Super Bowl. Oh, you're no fun. Golly. You know Didn't I was you pick go- the Eagles? Yes, and so you know I'm going to pick the Eagles, and then now you're going to go the same thing. Okay. So we're about to do- I would, If no, I d- picked the Chiefs, you I would them. feel like – I would feel like a a traitor to myself. Okay. How, by how many? I say Eagles win by golly. The Eagles have blown out the Giants and the 49ers. The Chiefs defense is worse. Offense is better, much better than Josh Johnson. Um this is a hard one because I don't think the Eagles are gonna go like people kind of expected the Eagles to fizzle out. You were saying they were gonna hit a bump in the world. You you said that the Eagles were going to choke at some point. I and really now, thought that they would. And now because I, they made it, you're like, they got it? Yeah. I thought I really thought that they were going to be one of those teams that comes up uh, kind of like the Arizona Cardinals last year where yeah. everybody was like, they're going to win. They're going to win. Like, they're and going they Super choked. Bowl yeah, undefeated. Yeah. And then they choked and went downhill. But they just never did. And I'm um, proud of them for that. And I like I like the Eagles in this uh, 24 24- – 24-17. Um, I think it's gonna be closer. We're going to be as Patrick Mahomes who scored more than 17 points. I'm gonna go 24-28. Eagles win 24-28. Um, I was gonna say oh, you know, talking about the script, you know, the script of the world. In 2017, the Golden State Warriors, um, in 2017-2018 season, the Golden State Warriors won the NBA championship. Um, in 2021, 2022, the Golden State Warriors won the NBA championship. In 2017, the Astros won the World Series. In 2022, the Astros won the World Series. In 2017, the Eagles won the Super Bowl. And now here we are in 2023. Like, it's lining up that, like, the three teams that won it that year could all have won it this year. Two have already done it. That. I, I guess I never saw that, uh, but yeah, that was, I mean, I didn't, I didn't put that together. That was definitely someone on Instagram. I don't put these things together. <laughs> I did see something that was like the last time that the Eagles uh, beat the Minnesota Vikings in the divisional by this score. They won a Super Bowl. <laughs> that's my, that's my favorite. Right? It's like that's the that's the kind of stats we're talking about, right? Like yeah. the last time they beat the Minnesota Vikings by three points in the divisional round. So you but mean the last was, time they made it weird. to the the last time they made it to the championship, they won the they Super beat, Bowl. Yeah, well, oh, last they happened time to play they, the Vikings at the same time and beat them by the same score. I think it was. It was kind of a coincidence that they they beat them by the exact same score as the time that they won the Super Bowl. Well, they didn't play the Vikings this year. Not in who the, did they play? They played the Giants because the Giants beat the Vikings. It might have been the Giants. I'll have to – I don't – I have to look at it. But, like, it was something – it was they beat the same team in the playoffs by the same score. Yeah, I thought yeah. that it was the Vikings, but I'm – I'm I seem to be just uh, mistaken. I want to say something to address something that we did last week. Oh. Um, that 
you were you ended up uh oh i don't know how i did that it came you came out on top you thought the soccer goalkeeper was the harder position in sports i said that shortstop was i still hold that if you have to cover the same amount of ground with a smaller ball hit harder that is harder but nevertheless um the instagram polls agree with you and my dad and my brother texted me yesterday like we're listening to the podcast we vote shortstop and it didn't matter. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Um, it was a lot closer than I expected because, you know, we were talking and you were talking about like, you know, I got more fall, but people were, it was pretty split. I'm going to try to, I'm trying to pull up the numbers real quick. Okay. So I was 13, 12 soccer. You were 12, five. So yeah. that's a eight point differential. If you take my dad and brother into account, it's a six point differential over like uh, 40 votes. That's not, too terrible split but soccer goalkeeper is the hardest position in sports definitively according to 40 people 42 40 42 i I wasn't doing math in my head um the nevertheless uh we have another bracket today and what was this one I have one untitled. Oh, that was the one. Okay. Sergeant Stubby. Sergeant Stubby. All right. So this one I'm actually kind of excited about. So, like, we didn't really have a bracket until a little while ago. And this one came across our minds. And uh, I'm excited. I'm very excited about this one. I'm very passionate about this. I am too. And uh, maybe this will appeal to some of our other audience who doesn't like the sports brackets. We are going to choose the best definitively in all categories disney princess now there are 13 official disney princesses however um, there is one that neither of us has seen and it is it's recent it's new um we have it is oh wait this article might be old no it's not that said former raya from Raya and the Last Dragon. Um, I'll watch it tonight. And by the time the next podcast comes around, I'll let you know what I think uh, of Raya. I'll try and watch tonight uh, because me and Ash, we're going to watch a movie tonight. So we'll watch that. Some of the one, some of the people that you might consider Disney princesses, but did not make the list according to DisneyPrincess.Fandom.com, which is what I just went for for a list. Anna and Elsa did not make the list. Um... Elena, Mirabelle, and then there's like a whole list of other people. But those are why, those are why did they not make the list? I don't see. I mean, I guess you could maybe say Honor and Elsa. I don't know if I'd say Elena or Mirabelle. Uh well, okay. So what counts as a Disney princess? Because we have Pocahontas in here, who is not a pro princess. Uh but she married uh, yes, she was. She was like the the daughter of the chief. That makes but her that's not a princess. A, that's not a princess. It's like being though. daughter of the king. What do you think a princess is? But the chief is not a king. This isn't a monarchy. Each of the following 13 women has been certified as an official Disney princess. These princesses fall to the requirements listed above. Regardless of any actual titles possessed, each official Disney princess is properly addressed within the franchise with a title of princess preceding their name. Where's the... Well, uh, well, it says as the ones listed above, and then it doesn't list anything above. Um, huh. Interesting. Um, 
I did, man, <laughs> if we could put Encanto in here, obviously, uh, I have my, my mind hasn't changed from the last podcast. I'm obsessed with Encanto. Uh, and Mirabelle is, is a, a great protagonist, but you know, if she doesn't count as a Disney princess, she doesn't count as a Disney princess. That's all right. I, I, I like Mirabelle as well. I think the ones that we have are good. I was, I, I literally was trying to find this, uh, um, thing listed above yeah and it's just like i see where it's actually supposed to be and it's just not there whatever um nevertheless so we are that leaves snow white mulan pocahontas aurora in princess sleeping beauty um moana ariel bell Merida, Tiana, Jasmine, Rapunzel, and Cinderella. The ones getting a first round by are Snow White, Ariel, Belle, and Cinderella, which I think are the most classic and iconic. Big but four. I th- oh, did I say what I say? I said the big four. Oh, okay. I thought I misspoke. So, um, but I I will say this, and I'll go and say it up front, Barry. I suspect a takedown some in here because um, there there are some some strong contenders strong contenders thank you uh in the first round but let's just start off okay this one's an easy one for me but you let me know mulan pocahontas mulan it's mulan absolutely like i w- i really wanted to have like a debate but i i think pocahontas yeah great and all but it's mulan right um, I, I don't even think we have to say why right now no. that everyone will understand why. And if you don't understand why, we'll get to her when she gets to a, a harder matchup. Snow White next. <laughs> OK, um, the, the the next first round to be able to enter against the big four Barrett talked about um, Aurora versus Moana. I've seen Moana twice. OK, Um. And I don't, I don't think I've often seen Sleeping Beauty, like, but I know that everybody knows the story. Yeah, it's, it's been, been a been long retold. time since I saw Sleeping Beauty. I don't think I just, I don't get up and watch Sleeping Beauty, but I did like Moana um, when, I, when I watched it. The first time was cut short by our Spanish teacher. Um, however. Uh, it's an old movie. I didn't realize it was that old. Yeah. Probably like 2017. I watched it at the end of uh, at the end of freshman all, year, which freshman would year. which would be 2017. Let me which it means he wouldn't be able to watch it. It came out in 2016. Golly, we're old, right? Uh, now Aurora, Moana, Moana, who do you have? I, I mean Aurora. If we're going off story, I like Aurora's story. You know, you get pricked, you fall asleep, you know, the princess has to save you. Classic Disney princess. Um, But I think Moana, I'm really trying to refrain from saying the word badass, but like, I think Moana is a, is a dope Disney princess. Right. Um, She's strong. She's independent. Um, and she ends up like it didn't she have to like fight like the what remind me of the end of that tfa or like not tfa like it was tapu tutu it's like the island right she had to fight the the embodiment of the entire island yes yeah with a little help 
Was that the one that the the island turned to like lava? Like it was like a lava yes. monster. It was like a green, and then it turned to lava. Yeah. Okay, I am remembering it correctly. Then, um, that's dope. That's dope. Um, in my mind, it's Moana. You let me know. Uh, I this is a big part for me. Um, I think a good Disney Disney princess don't need no man. Okay. I was about to say the um, opposite. Well, I was about to say that I think it's important that they're independent, but I also think it's kind, it's not like, this is not the most independent Disney princess bracket. No, this it's is not. the best. And you but can what be. what did Aurora do besides no. fall asleep and then get, get, she slept and then got kissed by a dude Good point. unconsensually. Good point. Good point. Moana. You good? Yeah. Um, next first four, um, uh, Merida versus Tiana. So here's where we're about to encounter some two very independent Disney princesses: Merida from Brave, and Tiana from The Princess and the Frog. Your thoughts I, initially? I like frogs. Um. I love frogs. Uh, frogs Exactly. Um, I haven't seen, I haven't seen the princess and the frog many times. I have seen brave countless amounts of time, but I think I still, the better Disney princess is Tiana. I'm the exact opposite. I've seen brave probably once or twice. And I've seen the princess and the frog so many times. And the reason that is, is because Probably right up there. I don't want to give my hand away too early, but right up there with another Disney princess. Tiana is my favorite. Tiana is independent, but she also has to go through one of the hardest journeys to turn back. Um, right. She thought she was she thought she was willing to kiss a frog to help the prince. It's kind of the reverse story. Like she's helping the prince, not the prince helping her. Like it's just this really cool story i also saw that in theaters with my grandparents so um they weren't too happy with the uh voodoo um because this was back in like when was that movie released probably like 2012 i think um, earlier than that right uh it, you may be right 2009 yeah so i was like seven years old and my brother was five and i don't think they were you know conservative old people they weren't too happy with the voodoo but i thought it was a dope movie and i loved it right um it's Tiana. Tiana moved on. It's Tiana. God, I love Tiana. She wants to open the restaurant, Barrett. I want to open a restaurant, Barrett. Um, Jasmine and Rapunzel next. Now, I'm going to say up front, I – please don't hit me. I've never seen Aladdin. That's uh, terrifying and sad. That's what I've been uh, told, and everyone always says that. You know, like, you need to see Aladdin. You need to see – I'm like, let's watch it, and then no one ever watches it with me. And so I'll I think watch that, it with you. I think I just added so this now I have to watch uh what was the other Aladdin. movie I said I was gonna watch? I was gonna watch uh, Encanto and you have to watch Aladdin Encanto. You have to watch Raya. Oh yeah, Ryan Drag. I gotta watch three movies. Okay. Um, um anyways, I'm gonna prioritize Aladdin, I think, because apparently that's the one. Yeah, uh Rapunzel was a twist on the original Rapunzel tale. Yeah. Um, the original Rapunzel tale is Rapunzel gets saved by letting down her hair out of the tower and getting saved by a prince. Yeah. However, in this one, 
she is a lot more independent. Yes. I I like what was that one? It was Tangled, right? Tangled, yes. I like that movie. I think it's really well done. I like the battle with the evil uh, mother, stepmother. Is it stepmother right. or just mother? Uh, I want to say it's mother. Um, with the evil mother that locked her up. Like, I like that kind of tug and pull. Um, I think that it's really well done. I don't feel like anything's forced. I feel like she's independent without, like, hating Flynn too much. Isn't That's Flynn, right? Yeah, Flynn Ryder. Um. Like, I, I think that was really well done. I've never seen Aladdin, so I really am just going to defer to you. I gave you my opinion about Rapunzel. I literally don't know the story of Aladdin. All I know is there's a monkey, a genie, the genie done by Robin Williams, and then Jasmine and Aladdin, and they fly on a rug. That's literally my knowledge of the story. Um, <clears throat> she, The thing about Aladdin and Jasmine, Jasmine is not the main character of her, of her story. Okay. She's the main interest of the story. She doesn't really do much, if I remember correctly. It's been a while since I've seen Aladdin, but if I remember, like Jasmine, Jasmine is not even like the biggest part of this. The genie is a bigger character than Aladdin or than, than Jasmine. So I think Rapunzel takes that. Okay. I'm fine with that. I've never, never, uh, it actually helps me in the next round. Okay, this is going to get a little more tough because now we got four strong, independent, more new age, except for Rapunzel, who's a new take, um, princesses versus classic, dependent, uh, some some independence when you get to Cinderella and Belle, maybe. Um, I guess all of these are independent. Dang, this is going to be good. This, that's what I was trying to say. This is going to be good. Snow White versus Mulan. Okay, so Snow White... Snow White, the original story for Snow White, I remember, is is awful and terrible. The original Brothers Grimm, uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, was terrible, but that's not what we're talking about. I just felt the need to say that that, that is a terrible, messed up story, like most of them. Um, Snow White's a good character, but I, re- I don't think I remember much about that story, about what happened. So, so from what I remember... It is Snow White is kind of just bebopping around. Uh, I say that meaning that things are just kind of happening. Um, and she gets tricked. Then she, her true love is the prince. Yeah, she gets tricked. She uh, takes a bite of the apple. She falls into a sleep. And then the prince uh, comes and kisses her and saves her. So is this not just sleeping beauty but a little different it's a little different i mean i think she hangs out with the seven dwarves a lot okay I'll so there's still unconsensual kissing there's two, yes um there's two things i want to point out in these early movies because we're going to see this when we get to cinderella as well there is less like storyline around the princess as you would think like i don't know when's the last time you watched the original cinderella half that movie is tom and jerry like it's not actually Tom and Jerry, but it's the cat and the mice. Like yeah. half that movie is the cat and the mice just going at it. It it yeah. there is there is like a different air because I, I don't know I don't know if it's trying to distance from the princess and try to keep them in this not fully develop them so they're kind of this untouchable. I don't know. Nevertheless, Snow White is the first princess. Uh, uh. I don't even think we need to talk about it 
it's independent strong woman versus unconsensual kiss. Okay. Uh, Mulan wins. I like Mulan. Um, so we'll I, we'll get to her again. It, it's this next matchup is going to be interesting because I don't think I don't, uh, no matter who wins, I think this will uh, this will be interesting because the next matchup is Moana and Ariel. Right. So Little Mermaid, uh, Ariel loses her voice. So in order to be able to grow legs and marry a dude that she fell in love with. Yes. Um, and then something happens and I think she ends up regaining or, or going back in the ocean. Something happens at the end. I don't know. Um, you know, it's this, been forever this, since I watched a little mermaid. This movie is, is all right. Um, it is a classic, another classic Disney princess. Um, but it's also filled with, like just other things that I feel like are not as necessary in the story. Uh, but I mean, we're not talking about the story, but I feel like it's kind of relevant to, to bring up well, the fact that Ariel did not do much either. I will say I, I appreciate Ariel's story a lot more than Snow White's. Um, Ariel did interact with a lot of the fish, you know, the little crab guy and all that interacted with her dad. Ariel wanted to have independence from her father's control so that you like that. Right. So there is right, some, right. there is there is some stuff there. She also goes and independently reaches out to Ursula. Ursula is the name of the, the lady that takes her voice, right? The, yeah, the evil. Um, like that's a cool interaction. Ursula is obviously really well done, I think. And but I feel she, like she didn't do much on her own. Like, um, other than had to get Sebastian to, to had to get Sebastian to tell the tell her to kiss. Like, they she didn't do much. Yeah, but she wants to leave. She wants to leave her dad's control. That's independence. She reaches out to Ursula. That's independence. She marries Prince Eric. I think it's Eric. That's independence. <laughs> like, did she fight an island though? She did not find Nyland. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm trying to remember. Like, I have a lot of memories of Moana coming to mind, but I can't piece them all together. Moana had help from whatever that – from the guy that was voiced by The Rock. Maui? What was, what was he an embodiment of? He was a god. Okay, that's right. He was a god. He was right? a god in there. He was the – he was like – he's the – He's a demigod who guides yeah, your demigod. own quest. Um. And then they discover the one thing she's always sought her own identity. She, I, I believe she wanted to get out as well. She wanted to find herself. Uh, yes. Her family never wanted her to go to the ocean. She decided that the ocean was where she was going to find herself. She decides to go do that. Uh, Maui helps her, and she ends up fighting an island. Um, okay, wait, wait. I'm, I'm now – because I think that the Little Mermaid gets bailed out by her dad. I read something – um, it said that so she wants to be with she wants to go on land her father won't permit it she does it anyways um, she makes a deal with Ursula to become a human for three days but when plans go awry for the star-crossed lovers the king must make the ultimate sacrifice what is I think that's what, Eric's dad oh what did he do I don't know but I know in the original story Ariel killed herself um I mean, I don't really know what she does here. I, I don't know. I, I think, I mean, well, so here's what I'm thinking. I'm trying to say there's a little bit more independence than 
you were making it out to be for her. That's fair, but even this isn't even a like an independence battle. I just would prefer that in a Disney princess. It, it makes them feel stronger. Um, you know, but it, I don't, regardless of what we remember happens, I do remember what didn't happen, and she didn't fight an island. Oh, Triton ends up, the king ends up, no, her dad ends up making her uh, human permanently and approves her marriage area. So he lost his daughter. I, and apparently they fight Ursula and like there's uh, I need to watch this again. Like Ursula used the trident to grow to a monstrous size and starts fighting them. How monstrous are we talking about? It says like about the size of an island or no, because that, um, that's really going to tell me. OK, well, realizing that Ariel's the girl who saved his life, Eric rushes to kiss her, um, who transforms her back into her true form. And Vanessa transforms her back into her true form of Ursula. Oh, that's right. Ursula was trying to get him to marry her and said, Ursula kidnaps Ariel, trying confronts her and demands her release. At Ursula's urging, trying to agrees to take Ariel's place as Ursula prisoner. That's going to be the 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 ultimate sacrifice. Ariel's release is tried transforms into a polyp and loses his authority over Atlantica. Ursula becomes the queen of seven seas. Before she can use the trident, he intervene. Eric intervenes with a harpoon. Attempts Ursula tries to kill Eric. Ariel intervenes. Ursula then kills Flotsam and Jetsam. And then Ursula uses the triads to grow to a monster size. Let me see. Oh, I remember her being huge. Ursula. How does that end though? How does how does she? Oh, yeah. um, the I think like they kill her or something. Uh, yeah, I but trying... how? I feel like that's that's oh my gosh. In this. But I was trying to show you this monster size. Well, it's not giving me a good comparison. Um, all I have Re- is regardless, probably not bigger than an island. I'm assuming. Um, she she looks pretty big. Um, okay, this is how it. I'll tell you how it ends. Um, she uses the trident to grow to a monster size. They reunite. Eric, Ariel, and Eric reunite on the surface just before gigantic Ursula separates them. She gains full control of the entire ocean, creating a storm and bringing sunken ships to the surface. Um, I think you might be wrong. She might not be the size of an island, but she's controlling the entire ocean. Um, okay, but what what happens after so that? She brings okay. sunken ships to the surface just as Ursula is about to kill Ariel. Eric commandeers a wrecked ship and kills Ursula by impaling her in the abdomen with a splintered bow spear sprite. With Ursula dead, trying the other polyps, and Ursula's revert, guard and reverts to their original form. Nope. So Eric, Eric, Eric did it, not Moan. Yeah, not Ariel. If Ariel had killed him, I think Ariel could have made a case here. Yeah, but it was Eric. <laughs> next, time remind, be... next time around me, I need to brush up on my disney princesses before we do this yeah i'm starting to but, realize hey, that i don't know as much as i thought i did well we know a lot about these next four i know a lot about these next four bell tiana we got beauty and the beast here versus tiana it is not even a fight for me i have to do my daily rant i don't like beauty and the beast okay the music the music slaps it slaps it's just it's just Stockholm syndrome. It is a criminal. It is a, a a man that kidnaps yeah a girl and then eventually she learns to love him. That's Stockholm syndrome. He he literally kidnapped this girl. It's the same thing that I rant about when I talked to like in college there uh, we had some female friends and they were gushing about this movie called like 
365 days or something about that. And it's where this guy kidnaps this girl and then they they go to have this amazing sexual like fantasy romantic relationship or whatever like that. Um, and I was like, I hate that. You're telling me that this girl gets kidnapped and what? She gets kidnapped and that's what's hot to you? I also will say this, like, yes, it's a little Stockholm Syndrome. Or you could look at it as Belle just trying to survive. She has to kind of give into the beast, like, and make him think that she likes him a little bit in order to survive. And then once, but then in the end, I think, okay, here's my take. I think that she falls in love more with, like, the other characters around the prince, like Mrs. Potts and the can and all these people. And she wants to save them. Um and you know it doesn't work. The rose fell. Like, but then, the beast, but then it the does. The beast is an asshole, right? Doesn't he like? He turns these people into no. It was the it was the bad person that turned the the people into items. But like, what doesn't? Isn't he like kind of mean to them? Uh, and he's yeah. like mean to her at the very beginning. Like, yes, exactly. And so, but then when she, the one knock I have against Bell, and I tell you this, music slaps when Bell when they have the true love scene and he turns back into his original form. And then all of a sudden, like, I know that she loved him before that when he was the beast and that's why he could turn back. But it feels like honestly, Belle is not going to stay with him until yeah. he turned back into a human, which because she moral didn't of the like story him until she knew yeah, the moral. Yeah, exactly. Until he knew that he could turn back. The moral of the story is not, Bell's able to overlook his beastliness. The moral of the story is Bell is a little uh, shallow. Bell is shallow and the and, beast is a criminal that should and, be imprisoned. And um, so and Tiana to... Tiana, on the other hand, kisses the frog to help the frog, gets over that quick, quick. It took Bell days to try and help these people. Weeks, maybe. And and Tiana quickly i'll help you out i'm gonna kiss you frog and then she turns into a frog and she goes on this journey with him and then at the end she's willing to she she falls in love with him and she's willing to give him up to the princess to not not the princess but you know the girl that like her daddy owns new orleans or whatever yeah. like yeah. she's willing to give him up to her because that's what she wants and it will turn them not into frogs so she can live out her dream and open the restaurant yeah. for her dad i like think it's tiana I think it's obvious that that Tiana wins this, but I would also I would I would like to say something about Belle and the Beauty and the Beast. They tried to paint the townspeople that were coming to kill the Beast like an awful person. Like yeah, but they're trying people. to save this girl that had been kidnapped. They were trying to save this girl that had been kidnapped and imprisoned. Now I will say, come on! In the defense of the Beast, they had apparently been treating the Beast bad for years. But, yeah, but maybe but, don't but, kidnap a girl to help. Well, also don't um, don't be so shallow and do these bad things. Like the the prince was shallow. That's why he got turned into a beast because he was an awful person, right? Yes, and, and then so, he was still an awful person like, and then, until and he and came then, back. And then we like look down the townspeople because they're not you know accepting him. Well, he didn't accept. That's why he's a beast. Anyways, yes, I exactly. Agree. Okay, yeah. Okay, Rapunzel, next... Rapunzel versus Cinderella, old classic Cinderella. Now I will say this: Cinderella 
I watched it the other day. Cinderella is a lot more Tom and Jerry than you would expect. Well, yeah, because think of I'm trying to think of one thing. I, I'm trying to think of like five things that Cinderella actually did. She went to a ball. She got abused and she put a shoe on. Okay, so not necessarily in that order. Cinderella was very kind to all the animals. She took care of them. She took abuse from stepsisters and a stepmother, constant abuse um, and neglect, right? She did all their chores. She, she was effectively a slave. Um, right. They owned her. And then when they allowed her to go to the ball, she put together this um, dress and all this that looked nice. And they, the, the stepsisters ripped it apart, claiming that the pieces were hers. And then the fairy godmother bells her out and lets her go. And then she kind of bails on the party because she's about – the clock strikes 12. She's about to turn back. Here's my question. Um, Why did the glass slipper not turn back? Yeah. How do you tell – if it's not on her body, you don't turn back? Like what is that? Another question, hey, fairy godmother, why don't you, like, get rid of my awful step-godmother yeah, help or stepmother? Me out. Like, yeah, why? Just help me out with that. I don't want to dress. I want to stop being abused. But maybe that's Instead. another point for Cinderella is, like, she also had to deal with a stupid fairy godmother. No, you know? I think that she's stupid for not asking. I think I she's think... stupid for leaving the ball and not telling the prince. Yeah you know, about it. I think that also the mice bailed her out. So I don't know if you remember this scene, but when they're at the house, stupid for not grabbing her shoe. Well, when they're at the house, trying to slipper on the stepsisters with their big old feet or whatever, the, the mice have to steal the key from the stepmother, bring it to Cinderella. So Cinderella can escape and come down. And then they can figure out that she is the true, the princess or whatever, you know, she did nothing. She loses. I don't even think I have to say anything else. Do you even know who she's fighting? Yeah, she's fighting Rapunzel. Which... Okay, I was just making sure you remember because we didn't talk about Rapunzel at all. Unless she's like... fighting Belle, I don't think <laughs> she loses. Um, I don't think she wins. Rapunzel, great. Um, fought her stepmother more on her own volition. Right. With a little um, help. but With a little help from Flynn, but yeah. Um, okay, now we have the real matchup. These are the good ones. These are the four that came out. So our top four got swept by the first four we did. Just want to let you know that. Mulan versus Moana. Now, I know you're going to tell me that Moana fought an entire island. But I'm going to tell you Mulan fought an army. And I I will say this. Look, I'll tell you about this. I have to put them in the context of their own universe. In the universe of Mulan. There aren't the, giant islands yeah. to fight. The hardest thing you could probably fight is an entire island plus gender stereotypes. <laughs> yeah. Um, major gender stereotypes. Um, I'll make a man out of you. That's yeah. The song. And she said, I don't need that. I'm going to go and be awesome. And she was awesome. And the only person that ever, like, I guess her, like, teacher helped her a little bit but like she did it on her own with only help from the coolest dragon ever i think shifu was his name or maybe that's the the sensei from kung fu panda um Um, which what's the song from moana that everyone is always singing how far i'll go i think how far i'll go that's what i thought um which in my do you have like a clear definitive answer 
Yes. Who? I think it's Mulan. I think so too. And this is this is where I went. I think Moana is still dope, and I think Moana did a lot. I think she did about all she can do, which is defeat an island. Um, and and fought a jingly crab, I think. Yeah. So, but I was thinking best songs: "How Far I'll Go" versus "I'll Make a Man Out of You" is what I consider the best Mulan song. And I think "I'll Make a Man Out of You" is a better song. And so I was going Mulan. I mean, we're not really doing. We're not doing songs. I know here. we're not, Barrett. But we're they were the even. They were even in my mind, so I needed something. They both sang those songs. So that's why I was doing it. She didn't sing I'll Make no, a Man she didn't. Out of You. I know she didn't. It was sung to her. But okay, I enough. still think fair she enough. did the you best think Mulan, thing. You think Mulan? I wanted to bring up music because we we brought it up with Belle. And how we're not going to bring up I'll, how I'll Make a Man Out of You was going to drive me nuts. Oh, it's, um, it's a great song. I think Mulan wins. I think you're right. Um, I think my initial gut reaction of who the final two are going to be is about to be it. And it's going to be hard for me. Tiana versus Rapunzel. Uh, man, I think they're both great. I like Rapunzel. Uh, I like Tiana. I'm going to have to give this one to you. I'm not as well-versed on uh, Princess okay. and the Frog. Um, um, I'm Tiana. pretty versed on Rapunzel or Tangled. But... Okay. Tiana's dope. Um, I think what it comes down to for me is um, Rapunzel just wants her freedom. Fair enough. Tiana has that freedom, but is facing an oppressive society. She just wants to open up. She's poor. She's overcoming poverty. She just wants to open up a um, restaurant like her dad wanted her and her her and her dad wanted to do. She ends up going on this journey with this frog, right? And having to make deals and voodoo and all this. But nevertheless, Tiana overcomes a dumber companion than Rapunzel does. Flynn actually, Flynn Rider helps a little bit. Um, yeah, also, he is dumb, but also like, like, explain this to me. I'm trying to remember the movie. How did Rapunzel get down the first time? She, I think she made like a thing out of her own hair. Like, why did Flynn have to show like up? A, what has she been doing? Because I think the only reason he needed to show up in Entangled, at least, was, like, he just thought that she was hot, I think. And, like, he was trying to hit on her a lot. Yeah, like, and... I feel like she is a little – it's Tiana. Okay, I'll, t- I'll take. Which I know this is going to make this next one a little more difficult because you – not as well. But you've seen The Princess and the Frog, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, Mulan versus Tiana for the best sissy princess. This is the two I thought it would come down to. These are my two favorite. I think both of these are going to go good in the in the ultimate bracket. Oh, they're both going to be so good. Either whoever wins is going to be great in the ultimate bracket. I wish you hadn't said that because when you said that, my initial thought is Mulan would go better in the ultimate bracket. But I think Tiana... I, I was leaning Tiana, so now I'm really conflicted. What are you? What are your thoughts? I know, like you said, you're not as well versed on t- uh, Princess and the Frog, but you've seen it. Um, you've okay, seen I'll Mulan. Take, I'll take what you've said. So you said poor, poor. Okay, both of them are poor, okay. facing an oppressive system. Yep, both. Both of them are facing an oppressive system. One because of skin color, one because of gender. Right. The last thing you said is, what is, uh, like, the last thing you said was, 
Oh, I was talking about how what she had to do. So she, she had to kissed, go on a journey. Yeah, she kissed the frog. She turned into a frog as well. So now they both have to go into a journey because um, they basically get stuck in the swamp. They both had to try to get back and find a princess to kiss. That way they can not be frogs permanently. And they had to fight the voodoo guy. I mean, you remember that, right? So they had to fight right. the voodoo guy who's going after them with all the shadows and all this. So that's like, that's a major battle. But I also know Mulan fought an army. Right. Now, she didn't do it Mulan- on her own. She didn't do it on her own, but the absolute – I think the bravery factor is going to play into this. I think Mulan is braver than Tiana. Not saying that Tiana is not wow. brave. I think Mulan is braver than Tiana. Um, I, think, I think it's bra- – Tiana – was Tiana knowingly risking her life knowing that people frog. were trying to kill her when she kissed the frog? When or she- was she forced on this journey – because of her actions well when she kissed the frog she was not um knowingly gonna like have to go on this journey she kissed the frog in order to help the frog the prince the prince so i get that's a good thing i like that she's helping him then she go and she turns into a frog and is forced on this journey to return which is almost as worse because if we're going to talk about being oppressed and being being knocked down, she goes from being bottom of society in this time and, and poor and broke and you know not able to do anything, waitressing, trying to save up money, to now she is a frog in the middle of a swamp trying right. to find a princess to kiss for the prince so they can both no longer be frogs. And I, I'm forgetting one thing. At the very end of the story, right, they don't make it in time. They defeat the voodoo guy, but they don't make it in time. So what they end up doing is they end up – they're in love by this point, and so they end up marrying each other. And when they kiss, she automatically becomes a princess because she married a prince, and that's when they turn back to human. She was almost – she was like willing to just be a frog forever and just like be with this guy even though that – gave up on her dream and all that. So like there's a I'm not saying she was brave for going on the journey. I'm saying that she was brave to it took a lot of courage and stuff to fight through the circumstances. I she would have you know I, I think I would rather be a frog than dead. Um she didn't choose to be a frog. She thought she was helping somebody. Right, 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 right. She didn't choose to be a frog, but you said at the end she would have willingly stayed as a frog, which is incredibly brave. Well, but I feel like not near as brave as willingly putting yourself on the line, knowing that other people are coming to kill you. It, uh, I, I mean, she had to. She fought the voodoo shadow guy and the shadows, so she was like constantly fighting against these people. I I don't think that she's not brave. I think that we've got two of the bravest. Okay, all right, up here. here. All right, okay, okay, all right. Mulan's braver. Is there any other factor? Tiana's more independent. Tiana doesn't have a whole army to rely on. Um, and she, where Mulan at least has a family, Tiana doesn't have that. Now, I know Mulan leaves her family, she goes to the army, but Tiana doesn't have that family. She has her mom, but she, she her dad's gone and all this, right? Uh, and I right. think that Tiana, and you're going to talk about choosing – did she choose her journey? I mean 
Mulan chose to go there. Yes, she was trying to overcome some stuff, but Mulan chose to enter into this. Right. Um, what I was saying is that the the it makes it better the fact that she chose to go into this. Does it? I mean, because she it makes chose more brave. to put her life on the line. It makes yeah. it more brave, but it makes my opinion of you overcoming the circumstances less than because you put yourself there. But what you're we can't really Does that gauge make sense? Does that make sense? Yeah, kind of, but we can't gauge what they didn't do or what didn't happen to them. I'm not gauging um, what didn't happen. I'm saying that if it's the same difference that well, it's first episode we talked about. We talked about um, Brittany Griner versus the Marine that both were imprisoned by Russia. There's a little bit of a thing where, like, if you're a Marine, you sign up for this risk. Does it make it less tragic? Does it make it something that is still hard to overcome? Yes and yes. But does it mean a little – is it more difficult or is it way on our do, – do we perceive it as like a bigger thing when you didn't sign up for it? And she Tiana did not sign up for this. She got thrown into this, and she still overcame. Right. I just think that like – I don't know. I think that's just what what Mulan did was about the bravest thing that you could possibly do. Um, And she did it and she succeeded well. Um, I mean, she she did. I think that she's the best Disney princess. I think that she's so much better than than anything than, than anybody else besides Tiana. And I think that she edges over tiana uh, i think they're both great i want to agree with you but it's kind of like when i was choosing the chiefs to beat the jaguars i wanted to choose the jaguars but i cannot find myself to say that tiana's not the best disney princess so here's the deal are we gonna have to do a poll again i don't want to do a poll again but i do find it interesting that if we get a if we can get uh, an Instagram or Twitter running for the encompassing podcast, we can start doing these and giving the people a voice. And sometimes maybe they won't have their voice. Won't mean anything. Maybe it'll just be them weighing in on the conversation, but sometimes it'll mean something. Sometimes when we are at these impasses, they have something to say. So maybe it's a good precedent to set. Maybe it's less about, I'm just trying to spin it to where we're not indecisive and we're just actually caring. Right. (laughs) I don't um, it's it's hard with two people. It's so hard. We need a tiebreaker. And so and I don't want to just call a person. Um I would actually call my girlfriend because I think it's she uh she these are probably her two favorite and so I would be interested to know which one she likes more. But I don't want to give her more of a voice than anyone else. So if you want to do a poll, we can do a poll or we can flip a coin or we can continue to fight it out for another 20 minutes. Man. How about this? How about we do something different? How about we don't do a poll yet? How about you and me both in the next week find time to watch these two movies? They're not long. They're only like an hour and a half. Right. Find time to rewatch these movies, or at least in my case, I'll rewatch Mulan and you rewatch Princess and the Frog because I've right. watched Princess and the Frog so many times. Right. Rewatch the other person's movie, and then if we'll come back next week and we'll talk. Or... I'll talk to you this week, and if we're both sitting there after watching it this week and we're like, still, I still agree with my opinion, then we'll send out a poll before next podcast. 
All right, that works. That works. All right, great. So this will release um, Friday morning, uh, February 3rd. So if you are, um, if you, if you involved in that poll last time on our, on our Instagrams, then uh, feel free to uh, keep a watch over the next week because they might appear again. Absolutely. I'm all done, man. I'm so tired. I'm about to get some food. What you up to? What you about to do? My phone's about to die, so. Well, that works. Good time we end it. That's why I'll I see. didn't say are you for 20 minutes. <laughs> okay. I'll see you later, man. All right. I'll catch you. All right. Bye. See you.